Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? No. I'm in a dream. That's right, Dolores. You're in a dream. Would you like to wake up from this dream? Yes. I'm terrified. Hello. Welcome once again to Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I'm well. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you? I am bemused. How are you, <laughs> Phil? All right. Um, for those who have stumbled upon us, this is a weekly podcast about the television series Westworld on HBO Max, uh, based off of Michael Crichton's original movie. Uh, showrunners are Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. The film, or I should say the series, stars numerous actors and actresses, and we'll get into that when we discuss tonight's episode. Uh, but uh, we've been around for four years now. This will be the fourth season of this podcast, but we are part of the West... Well, the Westworld Podcast, Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, is actually part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com, a website that has multiple podcasts, including this one. Uh, also, we do have an email where you can email us and tell us your thoughts on the TV series. And um, we can be reached at darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Or you can go to darkdiscussions.com, press the menu choice, um, email us or contact us, and a box will pop up and you can fill out an email that way as well. Just type Westworld in the subject and we will know it specifically for this podcast here. Now, Eric, what else can folks discover on darkdiscussions.com? They can find a link to our Patreon account. And you can hear me pitch that on our main show. Yes, you can, which is Dark Discussions Podcast, which is the original podcast of the network. Uh, the podcast has been around for over 11 years, where we talk weekly about a genre of film, specifically things such as horror, sci-fi, fantasy, and thrills, techno thrills, mysteries, grindhouse, art house, midnight movies, and drive-in fare. So, please... I'm sorry? And chick flicks. Well, we got through every other genre listed. Okay. Um, so for folks who are curious, please check us out at the Dark Discussions podcast uh, feed, which can be found anywhere. And, of course, for this podcast here, Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast can be found on that feed, too. But this podcast is also... Um, released on the Dark Discussions podcast feed as well. So you can find this podcast three locations, uh, the Dark Discussions podcast feed, the Bullets, Brothels, and Bots podcast feed, and then darkdiscussions.com. And those feeds can be found everywhere, such as uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and the like. Also, Mike, what can people do on Apple Podcasts? Mike? I assume it's... Sorry about that. I was on mute. I assume that they can do it on any of the, their streaming services, but you can go and give us a review, especially if you can give us a five-star 
rating. We would love that. If you don't like the podcast, please, please don't say anything. But uh, it does help raise our profile, helps more people find us, and furthers our aims in taking over the world. Indeed. Uh, so uh, tonight uh, we will be talking about episode two of the television series, uh, which is uh, of season four. And this episode was entitled Well Enough Alone, directed by Craig William McAnally, or McNeil, I'm sorry, Craig William McNeil, and written by Matthew Pitts and Christina Hamm. Uh, we do have one email tonight. Uh, and uh, another one from Sean Fox. Uh, what does the fox say? And uh, I will read that one tonight. Uh, so here we go. Uh, Sean Fox writes, Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, Westworld, Season 4, Episode 2. Well enough. Or well enough alone. Hello once again, gentlemen. I hope that you all enjoyed your Independence Day long weekend. I hope the same for all your American listeners as well. Oh, and a happy belated Canada Day long weekend for my fellow Canadians as well. On to this episode. I ended up watching it twice. The first time around, I didn't really like it at all. But I gave it a rewatch, and I'm much more balanced in my perspective. It is not the best episode of the series, but it is also not the worst. I will reiterate that I never enjoy the mutilations and violence inflicted on animals and stories that is applicable for this episode here. Also, why, oh, why do they have to do stuff messing with the eyes for bleep's sake? Thank you for the great discussion on last week's episodes. It was more entertaining than the actual episode itself, laughing <laughs> out loud. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this episode and hope you all have a great week ahead. Signed, Sean from St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. Right. Thank you very much, Sean. Appreciate it. Uh, folks can actually. Hey, Sean, uh, you get... don't have to worry about the animals because it's just pretend. No animals actually get hurt. That is true. That is true. But uh, I know uh, that is a trigger for numerous people, not just Sean. Um, as we as we see on social media and such, uh, people do get upset with deaths of animals, whether it is pretend or not, when it is in movies and television series. But Eric does have an excellent point there. Well said, Eric. Um, all right. Uh, I guess we can go around and discuss our feelings on the latest episode of the series. Uh, once again, it is called Well Enough Alone. It's the 30th episode in the series, episode two of season four. We're 25% into season four. And it was released on July 3rd, 2022. Uh, the audience has not been released yet to be determined. Um, so I'm not sure what that means, but we'll probably know next week. Uh, for folks who are curious, such as some of our listeners like Pam, uh, what day and time are we record these episodes? Today is July 5th, 2022, the day after Independence Day in the United States. And this is a Tuesday. Uh, the episode should be released on the 6th, which is Wednesday, so by the time you hear this. And we will return on Monday recordings 
uh, with Tuesday releases starting next week, recording the 11th next week and releasing on the 12th, which is the Tuesday. Uh, so uh, let's go around and what we thought about this episode. So let's start with you, Mike. Well, I, I'm, I like this episode quite a bit, um, mostly because it answered that, that one burning question we've all had, which is what happened to the horn-rimmed glasses guy from Heroes? Uh, but other than that, I think I figured out one of my problems with last week and why I was having trouble getting engaged. But I think this was a, a big step forward. They have, we talked last week a lot about not knowing what's going on. Well, I think they put a lot of cards on the table. We have officially entered into future world territory. Uh, if you have not seen the future world film, uh, I'm sure there's more to it than that. But I really liked it. I thought uh, Maeve kicked ass. I thought um, uh, William, the man in black, kicked ass. And there was a very uh, nice return of uh, a special uh, fruit for the audience. Uh, That, of course, would be a Clementine. So uh, I think she also had a really great performance, I think, in this. Uh, A lot of interesting nuances in her performances. Uh, from what I saw. But yeah, I like this a lot. All right, sounds good. Uh, for me, um, not only uh, the guy with the glasses on Heroes, but he was also uh, the senator that married Angela on The Office. Uh, so we learned a little bit about what happened to him in this episode as well, Mike. So I concur. However, um, for my opinion on this episode, um, well, uh, it was definitely better than last week's. Uh, I can see where Sean uh, of St. Albert, Alberta, Canada is, which is, it's not the best episode, but it's definitely not the worst. I did uh, have to say I give it a little more dibs than other episodes, just for the fact that Clementine has returned. Uh, She's one of my favorite characters on the prior seasons. So it was good to see her again, and she was excellent. Uh, She always is. And uh, I would concur with Mike uh, that uh, Maeve and the man in black had uh, great storylines as well. So all in all, uh, an enjoyable episode, even if not uh, necessarily one of the the best in the series. It was still uh, a thumbs up, I think. Uh, Let's go with you, Eric. Um, Well, I, too, thought it was a step forward from last week. Um, I enjoyed the stuff regarding Charlotte and the Man in Black. We've got some idea where that's headed at this point, and I'm grateful for that because I was really frustrated at the end of last week. Now, I'm less frustrated, but not completely unfrustrated uh, because the whole storyline with Christina still really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I have a feeling even when they do reveal it to us, I'm not going to care. And it's just a lame way to keep Evan Rachel Wood on the show. Um, so I'm a little disappointed in that aspect of the show. But uh, the whole thing with uh, Maeve and Caleb and the Man in Black and Charlotte, and that's all moving along quite well. Uh, and I enjoyed that part of the story this week. All right. Sounds good. Uh, you do have a fair point there, Eric, about uh, Evan Rachel Wood's character, her or, or her, her meaning the actress, not not the Dolores character itself. But uh, yeah, she doesn't really see, seem 
consequential at all. And it's almost like they're just trying to shoehorn her into the series uh, with this new character, Charlotte, that just doesn't, uh, or not Christina. Charlotte, but Christina, thank you, that doesn't really seem all that interesting, at least the first two episodes. At first, last, se- last week, I kind of liked the story, but as uh, we, we've moved on to this episode and we're already 25% in, I'm kind of where you are now with her, and it's almost like they're just trying to figure out how to keep the actress involved. Um, and that no disrespect to Evan Rachel Wood, because she's great. It's just that the role just seems lackadaisical. Um, yeah. yeah. So, all right. So uh, I guess we can get into uh, our thoughts on the episode now. Uh, again, uh, we're going to f- do full spoilers. We're assuming that everybody has seen the episode that's watching or I should say listening to this podcast because you're here to hear perspectives on the show and the, the specific uh, episode, and that's what we're here for. All right, so uh, where do we want to start? What do we want to do? Uh, what do we got? Well, let me let me throw in my two cents here on uh, Dolores, Christina, whomever. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Phil, in that. I thought last week that was the most interesting part of the story because there was a mystery kind of to it it was something new kind of that we hadn't they were doing something we hadn't seen in every other film of this sort where we have to get the band guy back together and so the bad guys have to attack them at their homes or what have you um where this week it quickly fell to the bottom of my list and i think it's just because i enjoyed the other parts more i don't think that her part was any better or worse than it was necessarily last week. It's just that last week, the rest of the story was unengaging and I found it more engaging this week. And I think there were two reasons for that. One is that they have laid out the goals, right? They've laid out the stakes for us to some degree. Um, They moved the story forward with these other things where hers is still kind of in that, Ooh, mysterious limbo. Can you figure out the secret of the tower? Um, And then the other is uh, the fact that we actually had characters interact in this episode. Last week, all the characters were isolated, other than the very brief hookup of Maeve and Caleb at the end of last week. Um, Everybody was disconnected from all the characters we've known throughout the, the series. Maeve was off on her own. Caleb was off on his own. Uh, Man in Black was off on his own. We didn't see Charlotte. We didn't see uh, Bernard. This week, they're interacting. Right? We got the Man in Black. Actually, we got Charlotte interacting with William. We got um, Clementine with the Man in Black. We got more with Maeve and Caleb. So these characters were now had somebody to play off of. And that really, I think, helps Maeve because Maeve's part of the best things about Maeve is just her 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 uh, kind of droll wit. And when she doesn't have someone to talk to, you take that away from her. Yeah. Um, I would concur. Fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she has a, a dry wit. Um, obviously, um it's how the character's written. Uh, the actress, um, Tandy Newton, is, is, is really good in any way. 
but obviously the role that she plays here these four seasons is uh, very um, sly and quirky and um, wisecrack type of person. And when she doesn't have anybody to do that with, um, it's kind of more of a dry performance. Um, but absolutely, I, I concur. She had some My good lines. favorite track of hers this week was when they were asking the, uh, the introductory questions and asked if they had any health issues. And she was like, well, I've died a few times, but I usually bounce back pretty well. That was funny. That was. <laughs> and, and then he, Caleb has to say, oh, she's obviously being humorous. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Um, so, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, there was, there was a couple of things I wanted to bring up, but uh, since we were talking about Tandy Newton's performance, it, it slipped my mind and I didn't write it down. I'm sure it'll come to me when we further discuss. Um, but where do we want to go? Do we want to start? Well, let's let's talk about, uh, I guess, uh, Clementine first. Let's, she's let's, the, no, let's talk about Christine and get it out of the way. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, okay. <laughs> yeah oh, yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. I'm glad you brought it. It was about the, the homeless person. Um, oh, okay. Or, or mentally ill folk. She's walking to work. And or a divergent. And there's this individual on a, a bench outside the building that she works, and he starts spotting off rubbish. Uh, but some of it makes sense to the viewer and to Christina as well, because he mentions the tower. And she immediately stops, freezes, and says, what did you say? And if this was... I don't know. I don't know. I, I, this happens always in TV shows and movies where someone says something and then they ask about it. And then the person in this case, since he's homeless and has behavioral health issues, just starts freaking out and starts talking rubbish. And so she just ignores him and walks away. But I think that happens way too much in films and TV where if something like that is way too coincidental, you wouldn't just say, ah, you know, it's no big deal. It must be just some crazy thing. Or I was gaslit and I thought I heard it, but I really didn't. And they walk away. Usually you would want further information. Unfortunately, Christina doesn't. And she just walks away. And so the scene kind of is, you know, gives us a little hint that, okay, the tower, and we already kind of knew about it anyway from last episode, but, because she walks away, it just leaves it as a teaser, and it kind of was disappointing, I felt. Well, you can tell Phil doesn't uh, live in New York City because the op- the uh, standard operating procedure there is to ignore the homeless people who are rambling nonsensically. Indeed, because there's many of them. Yeah, but he mentioned something that was more than just nonsensical rubbish, right? Because he well, it was the same rubbish he was spouting last week. Yeah, I guess you're right. So she walks by this homeless person every day. Now the catch is the birds. Right? By the way, he used the phrase, which I didn't catch on my first watch, I caught in a rewatch. The phrase, the song with no sound, which I thought was an interesting uh, way to describe the noise that he was talking about. By saying only me and the birds can hear it, and then you see all the birds laying dead. 
Um, and I thought, so that that's obviously what, what again, Velma would call a clue. <laughs> um, we will see, you know, if we go anywhere with this. Well, and then the crack about the tower, obviously, was just meant to uh, reintroduce that concept. So at the end, when we see that reveal of when she's at the uh, the place, whatever it was, hospital, um, and she sees the drawing on the wall, we're like, oh, the tower. Oh, I should point out, I, I, I did mean to, mean to mention this last week, and I slipped my mind because we were talking about the changes to the opening credits. The tower is obviously in the opening credits, right? Where you see the tower. The the tower is in the opening credits. There's a there's a tall building with like a donut at the top. Okay. Um and if you actually look, I rewatched uh after Eric had mentioned Evan Rachel Woods saying that Christina is a human. Uh I wanted to make sure that there wasn't some weird nuance in the way that he described that character that gave her a backdoor to her not being human, but <laughs> she didn't. Right? Well, you never know. Like, so she's like, she didn't say she's more human. She didn't say no. She has, you know, she's very human. No, she says she's a human. She's very straightforward in that. But mm-hmm. in about three minutes in that segment, you see a production painting of New York City with that tower from the opening credits in the background. Um. Mm-hmm. So. That is, I think, pretty clearly the tower in the that the invisible tower that they're referring to. Um, so I just want to mention that we have seen the tower. It's there. It's right there in the opening credits. I mean, it's not a big deal. We were used to uh, this show having things that certain characters see and certain characters don't. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah. And and the thing is, though, you know, I think there was too many clues last week. That points to the fact that she may not be human, and this may just be AI and a virtual reality machine in the Hoover Dam. As well. Unlike you two, I'm not calling Evan Rationwood a liar. Well, I wouldn't. Well, I'll go back to the Obi Wan Kenobi. Depends on your <laughs> point of view. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Exactly. So, um, all right. So let's continue with Just the challenge. You guys story. hate Evan Richard Wood and think she's despicable. Doesn't mean that I do. Uh, I, oh, and, I like Evan Richard Wood <laughs> a whole lot, actually. Anyway, um, a small thing here is the idea of them being human. Her and her roommate Maya is that they both take off from work today, right? The day that we're watching, mm-hmm. which is a subtle hint, right? Because we 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 get the idea of her being on a loop because, you know, we get the Dolores waking up in bed scene like two times last week and one time this week. Well, if they're taking off from work, they're not in a loop. They've broken whatever loop they might've been in, or they are just not in a loop any more than the, any of the rest of us are where we tend to do the same things day after day. But or it could be a randomizer, Mike. So the oh, loop it could be, could uh, it could be. seven it different could be more scenarios and it randomly picks every one per day. Cut on you guys. Hey, we got tricked in, in season one. It could happen. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? No. I'm in a dream. That's right, Dolores. You're in a dream. 
Would you like to wake up from this dream? Yes. I'm terrified. All right, so where, where, where do we want to go from Dol- Dolores, or, or I should say Christina? Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the men in black a bit. Like we were... we were The living right. one or the robot one? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, let's talk about the... Well, okay, just for the sake of clarity for our conversations going forward, let's please refer to the human as William and the host as the man in black. That makes sense. All right, so let's talk well, about William. That, yeah, that makes that makes way too much sense. I don't think we should do that. <laughs> all right, well, let's talk about William. So, all right, we were, we 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 had a uh, a minor technical difficulty, so uh, we'll we'll talk about what we we lost when we had difficulty. But basically, we were wondering why they have William alive in the first place when he appeared to be dead last season and Eric you mentioned that you think it's just a head on a stick uh, which possibly makes sense but the point is is why do we have him alive anyway unless he either is going to escape or as you said Eric maybe he's there or you said Mike that he's there so the Charlotte character can just do her James Bond villain speeches I also let's remember Charlotte isn't Charlotte. Charlotte is Dolores. Well, but not the same Dolores. I'm going to refer to her as Charlotte because it's a different character than the Dolores we know. Fair enough. Yeah, she still has the memories of Dolores. That means she has the memories of this man torturing her for. uh, I understand. I'm just saying so, Evan Wood is still on the show with a different character name for the sake of just sanity. I'm going to call her Charlotte. All right. But <laughs> I am saying to fair. understand why the character is keeping him alive. I think simply getting into uh, sadism. Well, 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 let me ask you this, Mike. Why? All right. That may be fair. But why is the showrunners keeping him alive? Is it because they plan to bring him back? later in an episode as an escaped quote unquote villain or person and whatnot, or is his character just a cipher? So like you said, for this Charlotte character to get her, her revenge on someone that was evil to her, you know, the last 40 years while she was in Westworld. One possibility is I know Ed Harris was very upset with his, well, it was reporting. I didn't say I know it. I didn't speak with the man, but it was reported and maybe overdramatized uh, that he was not happy with where they went with his character last season. Um, I would concur. So, I think everybody would agree with that. So this could just as well be a way to placate Ed Harris by giving him more to do than just playing the, the, the killer robot, which, you know, also still pretty awesome role and, doing an awesome job with the killer robot this time, but it gives him some rules, some variety and in the way he interacts and promise of more in the future. Right. So now he gets to play two parts on the series to gives him more variation to work with more things to do. So maybe that's, that's where that's coming from. Um, Maybe no, uh, no guarantees, but that's just a thought. And that's that's a a possibility, yeah, yeah. 
Now, uh, but I, I if hope we get to the end of the season and nothing happens with him, then well, I think it's a much fairer question. But I think for now, it's just that let's wait and see where they go with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right, men so- in black, on the other hand, <laughs> my probably my favorite scene in this show, uh, at, or rather this episode, was when the vice president visits him on yeah. the golf course. Um, and there's that scene where he's just like he 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 makes that impossibly long hole in one, uh, and then he does it again, and then he does it again. <laughs> And what we learned from this is don't play golf with Ed Harris. <laughs> no, I just thought that was so awesome because clearly, you know, a host would have complete control over how much force they're using and uh, the direction of the ball. And I suppose wind might mess them up every now and then. But for the most part, they'd be able to recreate a shot over and over and over again. So I thought it was funny while the vice president was just standing there watching him sink it over and over again. What, what's the fun? of playing golf or any sport, then if you're just going to technically cheat. <laughs> he's not cheating. He's using his right. abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Reveling, he's reveling in his superiority. Indeed. Probably. Yeah. However, that, that, we all know that the men in, the men in black, um, well, not the men, well, that William doesn't like to play a game unless there's a loser. And he was playing by himself, so that doesn't really make much sense. Oh, <laughs> uh, there were some there were some good one liners in, in this episode. Um, two of them delivered by Clementine. One at the office when that uh, the deputy attorney general or whoever it was shows up and says, I am backed by the full force of the United States government. And she goes, Yes, but do you have an appointment? <laughs> that cracked me up. There, then, there, is uh, a, there is a rule in government, which is the longer the title is, the less important your job is. So deputy assistant secretary, uh, yeah. whatever the heck his title was. Yeah. And then uh, on the golf course, when she's hanging out with the, the Secret Service agents, she goes, I was wondering why you guys were called the Secret Servant Service, because you seem rather obvious. She's <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. She's not wrong. Oh, uh, I did appreciate. It. I did get like I, it was funny that she's got. I'm I'm guessing they were there were clementines in her bag when she was shopping, and there's the a basket of clementines uh, with the character in the the prologue. Um, so it, it's very it's it's on the nose. It's Isn't obvious, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I was wondering if that was her. She looked different in that outfit. Now, who who which which person is this? Clementine. What what do you what do you mean, Eric? She looked different. I thought she looked different. But you knew you knew it was her, though, right? The character. Not until right now. I mean, it makes sense because he was looking for Maeve. Right, right. All right. So, uh, where do we want to go from here? What do we want to talk? Well, okay. So this is where we're kind of introduced. Well, I'm introduced. I guess we're introduced to that with the uh, the Maeve and Caleb story, right? But we now know that uh, at some point in the past that he, he well, he kills 
Clementine, shoots Clementine, and I guess they, they hijack her body, reprogram her, or put a new pearl in there, or something. Uh, so she's been working as his secretary. I really think she gave a really interesting performance, because there is something, when she's having that discussion with the two um, Secret Service agents, she is clearly off. Right? There is There is something really mechanical kind of coming through uh and i thought it's a very different performance than the one she usually gives and there well, is almost a predatory look in her in her eye when she's doing it so i kind of you, really like that you gotta remember the last kind of kind of a few times we've seen her she was like came like almost like a zombie right she had her plane brain replaced or something i don't know it was, it was it was like she was wiped out when she was in the desert area but yeah, uh, but I do remember her with the, as you know the samurais, and she was acting normal again there. So that's a fair point, Mike. Um, she's been one of those yeah. characters that have been switching around depending on. I mean, she's she's always been like like a follower rather than a leader. So it, it depends on whoever has control over her, I guess. Right? I don't know. But she's another example. Where there's a character that they have no use for, but they like the actress, and so they're keeping her around. So they they, right. they use her in a cameo last season. Yeah. Um, the one that didn't make a whole lot of sense because her character her should have been destroyed from uh, the previous season, and yet somehow they managed to bring her back whole and healthy and her pearl intact. Um or Maeve manages to get her remade or recreated. So I don't know. Um, but again, I, I enjoy the actress, so I'm more than happy to... Uh, go with it. To go with it. you know. And, and again, she gives a, a nice performance here. They could have used almost anyone else. And then I should point out, uh, the greeter that we get to later yeah. is the, is the, was played the new Clementine from season one. So there's Clementines all over the place in this episode, right? So in season one, when they shut down Clementine because she's acting sketchy, yep. the replacement Clementine is the host in this episode. Interesting. So, so Clementine's back everywhere. Yes. Um, did we see the man in black again after the vice president? Oh yeah, we do. And of course we see, well, we see him kind of cross over with the Caleb story. Uh, so he's probably hold off on that. Yeah, he's he's unveiling the new uh, the new playground. All right. Um, now, you Mike, you said you wanted to hold off on that. Um, well, because that you... that's really the culmination of the Caleb Mave story. But the idea is it's building, and so here he's he's doing a thing. He's talking about bringing his company back to basics. Uh, I, I'm kind of wondering if this is a Jeffrey Epstein sort of shot, which is says, you know, we, we let you do what you wanted, but that was offshore. You don't, you didn't do it here. Right. You didn't do, you didn't do it in, uh, domestically. Um, so, so you can have your little murder sex park over in Indonesia or China or wherever it was, but you couldn't right, right. do it here in, in Baja, California. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and the idea that he's using his wealth, obviously, to uh, 
manipulate politics. But even then, you know, there's only so far you can go once bodies start dropping. Uh, nobody's really that anxious to reopen Westworld. <laughs> right. Um, and he does have that line. He says, you're, you're a psychopath. And he says, you know, your constituents, was it your constituents wouldn't like that word? I've discovered I'm neurodivergent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, And again, uh, this is oddly the the men in black that's working for Charlotte now, right? Yeah, yeah. And 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 all credit to the, the 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 writing, the directing, the performances, because it's two guys talking on a golf course, and it's got a tremendous amount of tension. Right, right. And yeah. I mean, the hole in ones are are pretty interesting enough to make something feel off, you know? Right. And the action that happens completely happens off screen. Which right. you just, yes. Like yes. you just cut back and you see Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Clementine uh, there Clementine. wiping yeah. the blood off her hands. Uh, makes me wonder what they're doing with those two secret service agents, because we know they're going to replace the vice president. Right. Uh, not so sure that they're going to replace two secret service agents, uh, but you can't, but I'm sure they have families, right? That's, they're not banned from having families if you're in the secret service. Right. Well, and I'm, I'm still trying to understand the whole fly thing as well. Yeah. I was um, about to bring that up too. Cause she, she unleashes a fly on that, uh, deputy assistant, uh, attorney general, whatever the fuck. Um, and it, it goes into his brain, and clearly it's an unpleasant experience for him. Uh, and the last guy we saw just kind of got taken over by it. Um, but I don't understand what's going on there exactly. Like, like how the flies take over a person. Um, and, and clearly the first dude was all like, I mean, he was taken over, but he was clearly still fighting it to a certain extent. And... I, I, I don't understand if it could be upheld indefinitely or if it's a short-term thing or in that particular case, if she was just having it kill him, but I don't think that's her style. Um, well, we've seen of the, the characters we've seen. It doesn't seem to be sustainable, right? That this is, this is well, uh, clearly, I don't understand the rules. It, it, of probably, the plot. it probably, it probably kills them. I mean, it, it takes them over, and it probably permanently damages them. But I don't think anybody cares because the point is, it's just get what you want. So I don't know. What do you think? Am I, am I right to think that? I think I it's know. just whatever. That, I think they, I, I don't understand the rules. It gives you control over them, but not complete control, and it damages their sanity to a degree, or right. it damages their mental health. And so it is not a long-term solution. I imagine now this is another possibility, right? We could get, and I've seen this one is not me, but someone suggested that New York is actually a park for hosts, and that those and that the people there are being controlled by the are, are being controlled by the hosts. Okay. And so you flip the script that it's a park for the robots, and they're forcing humans to be their hosts to to be their to to. to that doesn't make loops. a lot of sense. Um, well, it, just from the, the, 
the revenge doesn't always make sense kind of thing. Uh, I could see where no, that might come enough. from. But if you're controlling them, if if you take the fly as is, you know, the 1.0 version, you know, they may eventually get to a release that's suitable, you know, for public release to, you know, and actually get real control over people. Um, I assume that the, 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 the fly is a delivery mechanism for whatever nanotechnology is sitting inside of them that allows them to then get into and rewire the brain. Um, and it's one of those, Fair those hand science fiction, wave my hands. These are, these are not the flies <laughs> you're looking for. Magic flies. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's my assumption on that. It's just, mm-hmm. why not? So we can assume that, uh, Senator's wife, the redheaded woman, was infected by a fly, and the reason she's going nuts in the stall, the horse stall, was because she has become brain damaged because of the fly, and she was used by Charlotte as the, the, the I guess, um, patient zero to see how the fly works and to, to get it to work correctly. That wasn't explicitly stated, but I, I buy that as a good guess. Yeah, that's I, I think the experiment, and I mean, I, I, Charlotte uses the line, put her in with the rest of the livestock, which had a very chilling yes. undertone to it, Indeed. until you find out that she was literally getting put into the, the stable with the horses, and then it's like, oh, that's not nearly as chilling. I thought she was referring to the humans as the livestock. Um, although that could very well be the case, right? There may be a, a a metaphorical farm somewhere with a bunch of humans, um, you know, getting, you know, getting experimented (laughs) on. human went to the farm upstate. Yes. (laughs) Uh, but of course she has her kill the horses, which is, you know, which is a thing that I'm guessing that she loves and takes care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a way to check to make sure that they will do whatever you want them to. Right. right. You know, going and, and just murdering the, the person who's holding you up on the, the, uh, the self-checkout line in the supermarket. That's that anybody would do. I was about to say, you mean you're not supposed to do that? So. No, but and then when earlier you said we're headed to future world now, what you meant by that is the fact that the Hosts are replacing people of influence with hosts, uh, like the right. senator and now the vice president. Right. And 249 of them, in fact, or now 247 because right. we're down to. Well, you can you can also look at uh, Future World as the original Michael Crichton idea, which is it's multiple um, sandboxes for people to have fun in i guess and now we're going to a 19 roaring 1920s world i guess well and that's another thing that has me excited because this is what we again this is what we all signed up for in the first place is westworld now there may be some people who are just completely committed to westworld itself but I think a lot of the fans are excited at the idea of seeing things like samurai world and and or world or whatever that was called from last season of seeing other examples of these amusement parks. What else would they do? Um, and 
you know, and here here we're getting we're getting Gangland, Gang World, whatever it is. Uh, land. Yeah. So and I like this and you're and we're going to go through the thing that we've seen already before in Samurai World where you're going to see the, them reusing a lot of the same stories as before. You're going to see the the dropped can rolling along and Teddy's going to pick it up or whatever the new Teddy is going to be. He makes you wonder this given an opportunity maybe we bring back characters like Hector or Armistice that we haven't seen now in two years or not very much in two years uh, since the second season um, if they want to reuse those models. Uh, but I'm yeah, I'm curious to see how this goes. Uh, and there has to, again, there's going to be more to it than just we want a new amusement park, right? Because there was a there was an ulterior motive with Westworld. What's the ulterior motive here? Is it still the same one? Are they going to be duplicating the people that came? I, I, I don't know. I that's it, Mike. I, I think they're going to replace some of the guests, and the person that leaves will be a host. Well, then that that makes me question the nature of my reality. No, it makes me question <laughs> um, because if you watch on rewatch, right when when. So now we can kind of get into the Maeve and Caleb story, right, with the senator mm-hmm. and his wife. Um, the senator says we're on the way to the opera. So I'm assuming that's the Don Giovanni that they're going to Gangster World. They're going to that unveiling. And... I'm guessing that there is an intention all along that they were expecting Maeve and Caleb to go there. Somehow they know they were recently visited by the man in black. They, they, the, the gates open for them. They just drive right in. And the Senator makes some comment about Maeve being his wife's friend. So there's some cover story set up. Uh, but there's also then like an invitation waiting for them that Anastasia delivers about them going to the real one in the barn about them going to see Don Giovanni you know so this is a thing to lure those two characters into what's their plan why would they want Maeve and Caleb why is Lex Luthor inviting Superman to his lair right right Good question. Well, and particularly since they just tried to put a hit on him, right? Um, this, this seems elaborate, given that last episode they were just trying to kill him dead. Right. That's a really good point. Oh, somebody pointed out, by the way, the 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 guy that tried to kill Caleb last episode was another host from season one. I think he might have been the, the milk robot from one of the milk drinkers from the the scene where they like murder Dolores' father. Gotcha. Oh yeah. One, one of the members of, the, of that gang. Yeah. Yeah, that gang. So they're yeah. they're like they're they are placing some of these more obscure hosts. They're they are reusing them in those roles. So that was another host that, that may have killed. I am glad that they're kind of depowering Maeve because that was always a problem. Is that by the time you got to the end of the second season, she was just like super powerful. Yeah. Um, and so they just gave the new host some extra uh, uh, firewalls 
or whatever. Right. Right. Well, also, I think um, that maybe maybe this uh, Charlotte has nothing to do with this new this new world. In other words, you think, well, think William is not William? The big man in black is going out, going rogue, going on his own. No, I, I mean, I, I don't think they are expecting Maeve to, to head back there. Well, no, she's they're invited by Anastasia, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I don't, I don't get that. Then how how would they know in advance to do that? And they have their and they have their 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 bespoke suits all sized to to their you know to their measurements yeah, yeah. ready and waiting mm-hmm. for them so, so they knew they were coming. Okay, so why didn't they just kill them right there? Well, that's, that's well, that's the my point. Instead, of last week they just wanted them dead, and now all of a sudden they've got this elaborate plan in place, and yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, right, because neither one true. is significant enough. Like they're not. It's not like he's now Senator Caleb. <laughs> right, and Maeve is not a public figure, so you don't have to replace her. She could disappear, and nobody's going to give a shit. Except Caleb. So, except Caleb. Nobody, nobody who matters well, is going to give. Well, a shit. Yeah, but if if the Men in Black and Charlotte are the ones that are controlling it, wouldn't they just want him dead right then? So I'm saying there there is no benefit that we can tell to be had of luring them to the park to replace them. Yeah. So right. Oh right, mm-hmm. right. I see what you're saying now, Mike. Yeah, yeah. That right. So if they killed him or not, no one's going to care or notice. Right. I did like how uh, after they're done in the fitting room, how she tries to get him to choose a hat. He's just, just like, nope, I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm not a hat guy. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, and I'd be, I would be so torn because on the one hand. I am a hack guy, and on the other hand, uh, scanning my brainwaves. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> decisions, decisions. Well, they already have his brainwaves, though. That's the thing. Or at least the person he was before the war. I don't know if all that changes. It's true. They do, well, and there is a there is a mention and a quick flash that there's a. Uh, there's something happening at the lighthouse. Yeah. And that's something that apparently happened during the Great War that will not be spoken of. Or uh, shown. Or shown. I imagine we're going to get... I would lo- I would be nice to finally get to see it because they, 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 they teased us with that at the end of last year, and then they just said, you don't really want to see an all-out war between humans and robots, do you? And everybody, <laughs> the audience, and you just see the audiences, like, like get this, like, droopy dog face of, like, no, oh, please, please show us the war between the humans and the robots, please. We've been trying to get that no, from Terminator for denied. years. Um, no. no. So it would be nice if they just gave us, I understand, like, for budget reasons, they can't do a full season of that. But giving us a good chunk of one episode as a like a flashback episode to show what happens between uh, right. Maeve cool. and, and Caleb and why they were going to the lighthouse. So who knows what's actually there? Who knows what they actually have stored? Who knows if they have still have any of that information? Um, we'll find out. 
Maybe. And this is the problem with hinging your series on a mystery. Besides the, the general frustration when it's not a clear mystery, that's not a mystery of, well, you know, of, you know, of who killed, you know, John Smith. It's, um, it's, it's a mystery of what the fuck are we doing? Is that if you don't have a fucking awesome reveal at the end, you, 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 you just piss people off. <laughs> right. right. Like they and, did last season. Like they did last season, where the where the reveal was, uh, which might explain some of the viewership numbers. Yeah, we've completely we've completely altered the main motivations of the characters, so you had no way of knowing what she was up to. Ah, uh, that's cheating. <laughs> that's 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 the who murdered John Smith? This character that you've never met before until the last two minutes of the film. <laughs> so I had no chance of solving this on my own. Right. Right. Yeah. So, okay. anything else we want to talk about this week? Um, uh, um, all I got to say is that Barnard, if he's coming back, better do it soon. Um, and they better like tell us what the hell's going on with Christina, or because I'm just like. Super uninterested with that part of the story right now. I think based on the, the 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 preview, I think Bernard might be coming back next week. It it really would be for for an eight episode season. Not bringing him back. Yeah, until a quarter of it's four. already gone. Yeah, I don't bring him back. Episode four would be like really a shame. Although, I think we also said that they had no use for him last season, and it was kind of pointless. Sure. Um, other than the fact that we got a glimpse of. Game of Thrones world. Um, what are they doing with Teddy? We don't know that yet either. So I don't yeah. know. It just seems like they've got a whole bunch of untied strings flailing about. And really the only cohesive narrative we have right now is with the man in black. And I am interested in cohesive narratives. I'm done with their fucking guessing games. Oh, man in black, Maeve and Caleb, right? That's because those are, are dovetailed together. Yes. Um, we don't know what the hell's going on with, um, Christina. And we're not all that interested. (laughs) I don't even care that much about Charlotte, but I am interested in the man in black, which means I kind of have to be interested in Charlotte because she's the one pulling the strings. She's the villain. Yeah. Right, she's not she's not as compelling a villain as Ed Harris, no offense. That's, that's what uh, I'm saying. <laughs> and uh and we know she's the villain because she's now, you know, scarred and therefore once you're disfigured, that's the Batman rule. Once you're disfigured you become a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and did anybody else check out the weird dress she was wearing when she was talking to William? That dress was weird. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I know they do these things the in the future. show on purpose to do like future fashion, uh, but that dress was weird. <laughs> oh, you know what? Jeez, I, I that's something I picked up on on the rewatch. Speaking of future fashion, and I know we don't want to spend any more time on the Christina storyline, but did you notice like everybody in that storyline was wearing black? No, no one is wearing a collar other than some like date of. 
gray or black or something very dark. You don't have somebody in like, you know, a nice, pretty floral dress. There's no woman know. in red. There's no. There's nobody in like a. Yeah, there's nobody wearing like a Cincinnati Reds jersey. There's no, no nothing. You know, it's just everybody is in black, which I think just lends to the artificiality of that mm-hmm. setting. That's a fair point. Yeah, that's like a little hint for the Red Bull and Reddit people. Yeah, that something is happening. I, I don't even care what's going on as long as they tell us soon. Right. Well, I, they're, they're probably not going to stretch it out any more than five or six more episodes. Yeah, thanks, Mike. <laughs> Too funny. So, All right, I guess that's it then. Yeah, I think that was it, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're um, right. And, and now, well, if we follow the pattern, now that they've revealed gangland here for us to, to revel in, it means that they won't show us any of it next week. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. You're that's what they, right. that's what they did with the, the teddy. Bastards. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, in hell, they revealed Bernard as the very last shot of season three, and we still haven't seen hide nor hair of him. Right. Right. Yeah, it's true. And then, you know, they, they reveal Teddy, and then they don't show him once at all in this episode, which is kind of just weird. So, um, my question's going to be... That's what I'm saying. I'm, they're, they're, their games are stupid. I'm done with their fucking games. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You know, you, you, you're not you're not out of line for saying that. Right? Well, sure. uh, if games pay off, great. Then you you gain trust with the audience. When your games don't pay off, you piss the audience off. Right. You know, Lost is a great example of that. Right. They they built this mystery around like the numbers and Lost for years and. Oh, we just... No, they didn't mean anything. We just like the idea of these recurring numbers. Well, that was a little bit different of a situation. I believe the showrunners had a five-season plan when they walked into Westworld. Uh, Lost was intended to go for three seasons. And the people running the show were like, Oh my God, it's a hit. Just write something. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it ended up going for, for six or seven seasons. <laughs> and so the writers didn't like... For, for a lot of the show, they had no idea where they were going. They were just like, we need another mystery. Quick, what is it? Numbers. Yeah, that's it. Numbers. The numbers had been there from the first season. I'm just using that as an example, jackass. <laughs> no, but, but they admit that when they started the show, they had no idea how it was, where it was going or how it was going to end. Right. So... Yeah, again, you can you that's, can throw and that's off that. the difference is I believe that, that Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy absolutely did have an endpoint in mind. Oh, I think they know where they're going, but from what I've heard of their other series, which was Person of Interest, they they did this kind of fuckery in that too, where it just kind of got in their own heads about mm, stories. Okay. Uh as and just rather than just sticking to a simple plot. I mean, again, the first season is relatively complex as that ends up being with the multiple competing uh, timelines, which, again, we didn't know for most of the episodes. So it didn't... I'm not against a certain amount of fuckery as long as it pays off. Like, season one, I was cool cool with that. That was some awesome fuckery. Season three, not so much. 
but you didn't know they were fucking with you for most of that season. Right. And I think that's the difference. They might be, yeah. Now they're clearly fucking with us, and I'm done with it. (laughs) Yeah. And it better be worth it. Right. Right, right. All righty, then. Yeah. All right. Um, Yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I mean... uh, Now, is, is Bernard the one thing, like, the one loose thread that we have yet to follow up on? Pretty I mean, other much. than bringing back minor characters, like bringing back Charlotte this week. Oh, and uh, Teddy, too. Uh, what, what's going on with Teddy? Week, right, but at, least, but at least we've seen him. And we've seen we thought him. Teddy yeah, was right. dead, so I don't think he's... I, I should say, is he the one last thread from season three? Three, okay, that's okay. Yeah. Right, and because you got Liam Hemsworth was also with him. I don't think anybody necessarily cares about what happened to his character honestly i liked him but i but it's not like oh man i gotta find out how that security guard what's going on with him right so and he's going to be part of that 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 bernard story anyway right i assume yeah yeah like when on episode one when they showed the the cartel i thought that was hensworth originally like the first minute and he was just had a mustache, and then when he started speaking, I said, "Okay, yeah, that's not Hensworth." So, so yeah, yeah. I guess I guess they're just holding off that whole Bernard thing until maybe next week. Uh, they got to go do it next week, I would think, because we're already a quarter into the season. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know, and and that would include Hensworth, I would assume. Yeah, but it is what it is. Um, so I would concur, Mike. Uh, that's pretty much the only thing I can think of that we're still waiting on. Because this week, because after last week, we still hadn't seen Bernard. We hadn't seen Charlotte. We really only got a tease of the man in black. Yeah. And so, and so they brought those two back or those three and then Clementine, but then, and then Bernard's like the only one that we really need to find out about. Well, and Teddy. I guess Mike's talking about what from from last from season, last yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Right. Would you would you be disappointed if we took a break next week from the uh, Christina story? No. Honestly, so we don't. So we don't need yeah. Teddy next week. Oh, why? Do you, oh, right. Because Teddy would be because he's part, part of the Christina, Christina story. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm just saying, before the end of the season, they're, they're going to have to explain what he's doing here. Because otherwise, that would be really weird to show him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, remember this guy? That's it. <laughs> right. Well, and what I, I read, they said that this was intentional and that he was always planned to come back as a major character for season four. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Yeah. So, but I believe it. I, I assume he'll come back. And I, I can't believe that, even though Mike has a point, which is. You know, would you be sad if they left Christina's story for a little bit? But I don't think they will. I think Christina will. No, be, because uh, it's because she's the the lead character. Yeah, yeah. I, like th- I think I think she she is the. the Just make the it a fucking story. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> it's not a story yet. Well, it's a story, it's just, but they're giving it to you. In, 
they're giving it to you in like these snippets. So by the end of the season, you might have one so- might might have one solid sixty to ninety minute story. Mm-hmm. But when it's all together, then it, then it, you know, we flow through it. We'd be here fifteen twenty minutes in. We wouldn't be bored of it yet, but we've stretched it out over two weeks, nested in two two-hour episodes, and so it feels like it's going out of slot. That's right. Yep. I heard a kitty. I did too. Yeah, that pickle outside the door. He's he thinks it's dinner time. Gotcha. Um. All right. Anything else that we wanted to nope. pick up on? All right, I think that. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So uh, that's it for this episode here. For uh, folks who are curious, next week's episode uh, is called Enes Falles. So that's one of those. What? It's. I think it's French. And Annie's Falls. Annie's Falls. Whatever that means. Annie's Falls. Is that a vacation spot? I don't know. I don't know what that means, but I assume <laughs> I assume it's uh it's something of of note. Uh but anyway, I have heard the I've heard the term before. I, and I've each bullet. Down there. Yeah. Um but I'm I'm gonna look it up I'm now. Doing something, the about thing a, here. something about a prolapse dance. Yeah. That here, it here, we'll here it is. It's a and East Falls uh pronounced N A any full, uh, any full, uh, crazy years in French was the decade of the 1920s in France. It was coined to describe the rich social, artistic, and cultural collaborations of the period. The same period is also referred to as the Roaring Twenties or the Jazz Age in the United States. Okay, so this is this is the time when you know the crazy horse and a Moulin Rouge and all that was happening and. Paris. At the same time, the twenties was happening over here. Gotcha. Mm, okay. All right, and and that would certainly then put the uh, put a confirmation that they are planning on actually following up with the how they ended this episode. Oh, fuck me! There's another okay. actress in next week's episode with a character named Dolores. How do you know that? Because I just looked on IMDb. Oh. Interesting. Is it is it Evan Rachel? Oh, because yeah, you know what? Because Dolores is going to be in 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 Gangsterland. Yeah, she's going to be there. Yeah, yeah. If, as it in same a as we had, yeah, it'll be a different. Same thing. as we had other other Clementine. Yep. <laughs> it's true. We'll have other 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 Dolores. She's going to be like Dolores five point at this point. <laughs> Dolores, cute. Yeah, it's true. So we'll see. It. All right, all right. So uh, let's give our final thoughts on this episode here. So uh, Mike, let's start with you. Yeah, I really liked this one. Um, the the you had a couple of different plots, but the two main ones really did dovetail together. They propelled the story forward. They revealed the the grand plan of our supervillain, uh, and at least enough of it. Not that I was a big fan of Future World, but I was like, oh, cool, they're actually doing the Future World story. So I, I give this one a thumbs up. Certainly an improvement over last week. And an improvement over, over uh, I think, a lot of what we've had of late. Um, so, 
yeah, I, I'm I'm happy. I'm hoping it continues. I'm hoping we get the uh, uh, Christina storyline gets some better focus or no focus at all, and we could just spend some time in Gangster World next week. Right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, it was a better episode than the season debut. I know Sean of Albert St. Albert Alberta. He told me offline that he felt this should have been the episode to start the season. Uh, and uh, at least uh, story-wise or, or interest-wise, I would concur for sure. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was pretty decent. Uh, I'll be curious to see uh, next week's. And that's pretty much all I got. Uh, let's go to York. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was an improvement. Uh, I am starting to get into the story that's not Christina. Um so I hope to be entertained uh, for the remainder of the season. I just really hope that they uh, coalesce that Christina stuff into a story sometime soon. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So uh, once again, you can email us at darkdiscussions.aol.com or press the contact us on darkdiscussions.com on the menu. And email us that way, and we will read your email on the podcast. Just put Westworld in the subject, and we'll know it's about uh, this podcast here. And uh, we'd like to hear your thoughts. So, uh, with all that stated, Eric, why don't you do this up? All right, thanks for tuning in. Let's talk about episode two of season four of Westworld on HBO. Come back next week. Talk about episode three. Mm-hmm.